the, the thing is like I I actually have not watched really at all over the course of a few years. Go. I would say yeah, and it feels better. I just feel better in a lot of ways. Where are you coming from? Uh, Brooklyn. All right, man. Yeah. Is that where you're living now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get right after it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Here do it. Here we are, guys. Get to that comedy show tonight, which you're you're doing, right? I'm doing the show tonight. As we um, as we're re- releasing this, it's Thursday. Okay, so. got it, got it, got it. Yes. Okay. A little guest spot action. Yeah, yeah. All right, I can't cool. wait. I okay, can't wait, cool, man. man. So Ben, we were just talking briefly. You moved to the city what a week ago, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we drove across the country. No way. Yeah. How long did that take? Uh, well, like full days. It took like three days. And for, so from LA. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what is it? Uh, yeah, it's 72 hours, right? It's three 15 hour drives. Jesus, dude. So your fucking arms must be tired from flying. Or I guess you took the, you from drove. Driving. All feet, right, cool, my man. feet are tired. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a sip of that water. I think you just <laughs> came in super hot. Uh, ben uh, and I haven't met as you guys just heard the intro as he came in but bro you seem like a good guy so uh here you are let's hear yeah, you too man. let's hear about your life man. you see like you seem full you full of life you got good energy I appreciate that bro yeah yeah i do kind of wonder with guys like you i'm like what's it what's it like when the cameras aren't on you know what i mean i, I do wonder that sometimes that's a good question like, is, what he, is like, he hiding no, no no well is he hiding something or is it like is it this all the time because it could be yeah yeah i think it is yeah it is for the most part yeah and if it's not I'll try my best to make it this way. There, you know, yeah, okay. Make myself, you know, feel better. I guess. Do you, do you chill? Out? Are there moments where you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna take a deep breath right yeah. now"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, bro, I have shit all <laughs> over the place. Like, if you see my my shower, oh, like I usually, and stuff? yeah, dude, I usually close the shower curtain in there because I have notes all over the place. But a lot of positive reinforcement, I'd say. There we go. I like that. <laughs> Just because I've, I've, I've had some negative thoughts and. You know, moments obviously, but yeah, just helps usually. And you just push them. Don't acknowledge them. Just push them down. I think so, yeah. <laughs> as psycho as that is, my bro. My, <laughs> no, I get it, dude. My TikTok algorithm is just Goggins, Goggins, Goggins. Yeah, yes, yes. All the influential guys, Patrick, Beth, David. I get a lot of those guys too. Andrew Huberman. I get him. Actually, I saw a clip of him the other day, and he said, he said that men who just impregnated their wives have really low test. And it's like, and, and then all these comments, these guys are like, well, glad I didn't impregnate anybody. Like, I'm glad I didn't knock anybody out. I'm just yeah. like, I think it's temporary. Why, why, right. do you, why are you guys so worried? And apparently you gain a little bit of body fat. I think I heard him. Yeah, yeah no, but it's too. like, I don't think that this is a lifelong thing. So, yeah. now, so <laughs> now these guys, their goal is to just not impregnate anybody. Right, right, They're not right, thinking right. about the context. <laughs> yeah, there's a it's one of the issues with those TikTok clips. It, it's yeah. a lot of stuff's taken out of context. Sure, especially so you have since nine it's months from, like, with low testosterone. Episode, maybe yeah. you gain some weight. Maybe if you're conscientious, maybe you don't gain some. Maybe if you're like a, if you know what you're doing, you get don't a lot gain of sunlight. Any. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you if you uh, you know jump in the Hudson River in the <laughs> yeah, morning, dude. you'll probably die. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cold you won't gain weight if you die. <laughs> <laughs> How did, so coming to let's start from the beginning, man. Okay. You grew up in L.A. and then you came uh, here what, with, a, with a girl with your girlfriend or something. Yeah, well, I said I'm pregnant my wife because I have a wife. Okay, uh, you just said yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, mazel yeah. Tov, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. This is recent? Hurwitz, super mazel tov. Nice, she, all right, bro. Her name bro. is Christina Hurwitz now, which is the biggest oxymoron of a name. Her, name. her name is literally like um, 
pagan Jew. <laughs> it connects well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, I'll typically, or typically, I've done it probably, yeah, I'd say 10 times on the vlog. I'll just go up to a random looking Jewish girl and I'll be like, I can do my Torah portion if you want and then just break out. Yes, I'm Jewish. Okay. You're like uh, John Stewart. You, you got rid of Leibowitz. Basically. Oh, he was Leibowitz? I, I heard he was. Yeah. A lot of stage names these days. By the way, I hope Jamie Foxx is doing well. What the fuck? He, see, that's a stage name guy, too. Yes. I don't think his yes. name is actually Fox. But no, no, it's not. I, I know that bro. story. He pretended to be, he wanted a, like an ambiguous gendered name so he could get on women's shows. Really? At the store. That was the story, yeah. So the, the comedy store used to only put up women in the belly room. Uh, and he was a new comic and he wanted stage time. So he would just put his name in the bucket as Jamie Foxx because they would think it was a woman. Which is kind of brilliant. And then he just stuck with it. And now he's super famous and he's not even known for stand-up anymore. But it was purely so he could do pretty much the antithesis of what most people think stand-up is. Women's only shows. That was his goal. And That's his name, a crazy little story. Isn't that bizarre? I've yeah. never heard of that. That's brilliant. Though. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it's actually a good name. I mean, it works as a name. Great so I think clip it's a good right name. there. Clip that his, out, name, his actual name? Uh, Jamie Leibowitz. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Full circle, man. So it took you four days to get to New York yeah, from LA. It was a hell of a drive. We packed everything in the car. Yeah. Uh, we sold and gave away everything we had in the apartment. We had a little apartment in, in Los Angeles. You're renting out there? Uh, renting. Yep. Um, don't own. That would have been awesome. That would be sweet. Uh, well, you would have had to pay that mansion tax though, right? Over five yeah. mil, there you go. For a rent-controlled apartment, I don't know if there's a mansion, <laughs> yeah, mansion yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, put everything we could in the car. We drove from L.A. to Denver in a day. Saw her family. She has some family in Denver. Stayed with her sister um, for two days. Did some shows, hung out. We got to recuperate after the drive. Another drive from Denver to Chicago. Stayed with some of my family. That's two days. A, that's a big leg right there. They're, they're both roughly 15. Did you sleep in the car? We would like switch off, okay. Switch off driving, switch off sleeping. We're leaving at six a.m. at the latest. Your shoulders ever hurt, man? If I go on a three-hour drive, sometimes I'm like, I'll get a little shoulder. I don't know if I was having like shoulder issues. For for moments, I was having trouble staying awake. My wife was driving when it started snowing in Denver. We're in the Rockies at like midnight. Snow's coming down. This and I'm, I have a Mazda three. Like it's not ready for snow. Yeah, not four wheel drive. Everybody else is like a libertarian with like an enormous truck. Like scary. Like guys who uh, mostly just drive snowmobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of dudes. Those the truck drivers are a different kind of fit. It, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. F one fifties all over the place. Yeah, and then we're swerving in a Mazda three at, at midnight. That was pretty terrifying. That was the hardest part of the drive to chase your dreams in New York. Yeah, and that was just to get to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just the first eighth of the trip. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Damn, dude. So coming coming to New York though, does your your girl have a purpose to be here too? Yeah, I mean, not I mean, as that much. Sounds of a, fucked up, but yeah. I meant like honestly, she wanted to come to New York too. Fuck her. She doesn't need a purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, she she's pretty mobile. I mean, yeah. she does uh, she does some screenwriting. Cool. She's got some interest well, so in that's that. In New York. She actually does. Uh, she day trades as well. She likes trading. So Let's go. Schedule wise, it's a hell of a lot better for her. She was getting up at like five in the morning in L. A. Oh, to could, trade. Do you have to be up on what is it like London time? Kinda? I think I think it's actually based on Wall Street. So it's like 9 a.m. it opens. Right, that's my guess, roughly. I'm not paying enough attention. Pop but it up right here. Yeah, yeah dude. I wish I knew. Yeah, I think, I think 9 that's it. 9 a.m. Yeah. So she was up. She had to be going at 6. Now if she's going at 9, that's an easy day. Yeah. That's a nice day. Yeah. 
Before she was just like a you know lunatic up at five in the morning. So she likes the schedule more. She's got a lot of friends here, but I'm here. For, uh, I care more about stand up than I do the, the other stuff that was going on in L.A. So I thought I'd come focus on stand up. That was my idea. Where'd you go to college? Good question. Uh, I, I went to I went to college in uh, Nashville and Chicago, actually. Where in both of those places? Uh, Vanderbilt University. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We got a smarty pants on boy. Yeah. And, I, and then I went to U Chicago for graduate Holy school. shit, bro. So you're really smart. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, okay, book smart. Fine. I'll say. If you're I don't being know. modest. I, I, did, I did well in school. I did well in college. That, that's really all that it came down to. Like... I don't think I'm any more intelligent than, than most people. I just did pretty well in, in school. Well, did I'm, you do well in the SATs? I did well in the, G, in the uh, yeah, whatever it was, uh, ACT. And what were you going to say? Yeah. And GR, GRE was fine, too. I was, I'm mixing up tests. Uh, yeah, I did all right on tests, and I did well in school consistently. And uh, I had a good thesis when I was an undergrad. Oh. And I thought I wanted to be like a teacher. I thought I wanted to be a professor. So you did. What made you, do you ask everybody where they went to college or is that just like yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I graduated college, which is, I don't want to say it's kind of rare no, in it comedy, is. but no, 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 no not everyone is. has been uh, graduated in some ways. I think it's a disadvantage for me because I came in, first of all, you come into it, maybe thinking that you have accomplished something when no one cares. I also started in Los Angeles. Bro, you're right. Like asking people where they went to college is a very corporate ass thing. Yeah, I was just curious. I was like, well, maybe he sees something in me because I see. I, I probably seemed like I went to college more than some other people. <laughs> yeah, not that. I, not that it's that much, but relatively yeah. speaking, yeah. Uh, L.A. If there's a city in America where no one gives a fuck where you went to college, it's either that or maybe Miami or something. You know what I mean? They're probably the two top ones. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I went with. I had like an advanced degree. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a smart guy. People are. You know, I hear people get jobs based on where they went to school. If you move to a place like Hollywood, that is off the table. Did you not like Vanderbilt? You transferred to U Chicago? No, no, I, I finished at Vanderbilt and went to grad school at U Chicago. Bro, yeah. grad school graduate? Yeah. Doing comedy? <laughs> Damn. I, didn't, I, I wanted to get a PhD. I didn't do that. I got out with a master's. I did an accelerated master's program. I got there and realized I had no idea what I was doing and I shouldn't have been there in the first place. What did you major in? Uh, psychology. So I did. So you get a master's in psychology. Yes. Oh, damn. So you're good at reading people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I ran like, uh, I ran social psychology experiments. Like that's, that's what I did in undergrad. And I went to grad school thinking that that's what I was going to do. Actually, you'll, you might think my master's thesis was, was interesting because I basically wanted to get out of there as, as quick as fucking possible. So I took Chicago. You Chicago. It was, it was a one-year program. I was like, they're, I don't have to worry about paying. Like they're giving me some money to be here. I don't have to worry about paying, but if I stay, I'm wasting time and money. So I got to get out. This is, this is a, this, if I get out in a year, then I, I have cut ties and, um, and I won't feel bad about it. If this takes three years, it's a, I'm going to be 28 years old. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Or whatever, 27. Um, so I took an ethnography class my first uh, semester. What does for, that mean? Ethnography is like, you know, when people go to like New Guinea Ethnic. and they live with, they live with a tribe, it's like an anthropology thing that, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I've only really seen it like YouTube videos. But you're aware of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, like Jane Goodall. I think she was doing an ethnography of uh, chimpanzees, gorillas, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but people do urban ethnographies. They go, they could go, you could go um, work on Wall Street and write a paper about it. You know, you could, you could theoretically do that. And that would be like a... Uh, a so like an urban social ethnography. So I took that class and I was, I was kind of just, I had this attitude where I was like, fuck, all, what am I doing here? These people are 
like honestly so smart it's like almost debilitating like everybody's got like a mustard stain and like bedhead i mean it's uh they're on there i don't want to be too blunt they're on the spectrum that you're thinking of. like they live on that spectrum they're there and i'm not there they're operating at a different level mm -hmm. uh i was like i gotta get out so in that initial class i um i did a uh i asked my professor if i could do a, an ethnography on uh, strip clubs in Chicago. Oh my God. Uh, and he turns out he was like kind of a perv and he was like, yeah, hell yeah. He loved it. He kind of hated everybody else's project. Yeah. Like we'd be, we'd be in like a round table and everybody's kind of like recapping their field research and he would just cut people off and he'd go, Ben, what happened? Someone would be talking about like McDonald's and he's like, Sh who cares? Ben, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so you just had to go to strip clubs all over Chicago. And I would, and my thesis ended up being, uh, an ethnography on highly educated strippers in Chicago. So the idea was strippers who are paying their way through grad school. What and year I, was that? 2013 to 14. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure some of the, in hindsight, some of them are probably lying to me. That's right, possible. Right, right. Yeah. But I did in-depth uh, interviews with a bunch of strippers who were either in law school or... Yeah, how did you take your notes when you were going to these places, though? Uh, well, so going into the club, I'm not taking handwritten notes. I'm taking like some phone notes, but I would, what I would try to do is arrange, uh, in-person interviews, like at a Starbucks or at the library at, at U Chicago or something like so that. So you go in, talk to a stripper, give her 20 bucks and be like, can you meet me at Starbucks? Yeah. And honestly, I, I exchanged as little money as possible because I, I didn't want them to think like I was some creep or that. I was like paying them off. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. You know what I mean? If you give them hundreds of dollars and then you're like, I'm doing some research, they're gonna be like, this guy's gonna do something. This guy gonna like trap me in his apartment or something. What's gonna happen? But if you're like, I, hey, I'm a student, uh, I'm doing research. Would you be interested in taking part in the research? Then they might actually show up for that. Uh, and also the people who were willing to listen, most of them weren't. If you, if you go, hey, I'm doing research at a strip club, 90% of the strippers are going to go, what are you talking about? I'm trying to make money. You, like, uh, are you going to pay me? Like, what, what's going on with you? But the ones who were interested um, tended to be the ones who were somewhat educated or, or actually who were paying their way through school. So anyone who act, I had a long conversation with was probably either in undergrad or graduate school. And I ended up setting in, uh, interviews with a bunch of them. You liked doing this? You were interested in this? It was interesting. But what was the switch into comedy? Oh, it's just not as interesting. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not as fun. The, the, um, the, like, the, the good feelings that you get from comedy, uh, you, know, you know, like endorphins and, yeah, and, uh, crazy. and, you know, figuring out a joke, being excited about something that you wrote, um, all of that is maybe like at a 10 on the ex excitement scale, uh, neurologically, everything in grad school is like a five. And you're just, I think most people just want prestige. They're like, I, I just want to be here so that people respect me. That was my feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. But what was the thought process of leaving everything you have to go to comedy? It, yeah. Um, you know, cause that's a question people always ask, dude. Like I worked in my dad's company for six and a half years okay. in real estate. And I think people sometimes don't understand why you had everything at your dad's company it was just only a matter of time before you took money. it over. So what, yeah, what, what was the switch? And I was just like, I just didn't like what I was doing, dude. 
Yeah. I was not happy. I was like, why am I waking up being mad at a coworker? <laughs> that, that was the crazy shit. That makes sense. Um, and uncomfortable wearing certain outfits. Like, I hate wearing button-ups and jeans. And I know you're wearing jeans. I don't mean to shit on you. Bro. No, no, but no. Like, no. just the, the tight waist bending over and shit doing an XL. Yeah, taking yourself so seriously. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. was like, what the fuck, man? I want to act like a kid for a moment. Yes. No, I, I understand that completely. Honestly, I wasn't even as far along as you were. Uh, it. I mean, you were at a, you were had a, a job, you had a career, a, a whole healthcare. dynasty potentially had me. Yeah, yes, you had everything yes, for bro. multiple years. I was like dipping my foot in the pool, and it was really simple. I was just like, "Oh, this temperature doesn't feel great, so I'm just going to get out." So it was like a fur. It was an open mic in San Francisco that changed your mind to do this. I would, I would like, I had friends in school who were like, "You should do stand. Like, you're funny when you're with us." I feel like. <laughs> Feel like a lot of funny people hear that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of unfunny people do too. That's also I, true. I think. I think a lot of but people. But the thing hear that. is, with the un unfunny people who hear that and stick with comedy for ten years, chances are they'll probably get pretty funny. Yeah, that's valid. If they do stick with it, if you stick with it for a very long time, you figure it out. It's inevitable. Um, and I like that. I like the discipline of getting really good at something. I have always liked skill development. My question has always been, what skill do I want to develop? It's uh, that's always what I've been after with uh, athletics when I was younger. And then I guess I kind of did it in, in school, like uh, with psychology, that sort of stuff. Um, I really liked, I wrote fiction when I was in college and I started doing that later on and all the stuff I was writing was funny. And I didn't even know that I really could do that. And I liked that. I loved public speaking. I, like, I took a public speaking class and did well on that. I did guest lectures and I enjoyed that. And again, on the Richter scale of public speaking, it is so much less enjoyable and also not as difficult as stand-up. But it, the the risk-reward is so much lower. It just, like, in hindsight, what a boring speech. Like, if you're excited to teach a lecture, you have no idea how much fun you could have doing stand-up if you figure out how to do it. Wow. That's, my, that's my experience. And you've probably felt that. You sit in a lecture hall and it's like, it's not like, uh, you know... When, the stakes aren't very high. No, and when you go see a great comic just murder... Uh, that's an electric feeling. When your professor has like a solid lecture that you're interested in, there are people who might be asleep during that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if, if Bill Burr's killing, no one is fast asleep. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, it's a lower decibel uh, experience. You talked about high school sports. How serious were you in sports? Pretty serious. Like I, I uh, was very serious about basketball. Do you think about playing like D3 in college? Yeah, I, I was recruited by some schools and All just right. decided not to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I again, it's like if they're not giving you money, it is a little, it's a little you're like, what am I, am I devoting my life to something I'll never do at a, at a high level? That's an interesting thought, though, when you were probably going to college, because a lot of kids still like even when I was going to college in 2010, a lot of people were still thinking about what's the best school I could get into. It doesn't matter how much money it is. Yes. It's just if I can get into that school and I can go and some bank will give me a loan, yeah, let's of course. go. And for academics, I do kind of understand that. If you're going to Harvard and you get a, a loan, it makes sense. Maybe that only makes sense for 15 schools That's, in yeah, the country. I think it's probably like 15 Stanford, to 20, 25. USC, yeah, yeah. 25 schools. The mo 25 most expensive schools also in the country. Yes, yeah, yeah. But private schools are expensive. It blows my mind that private schools have no problem filling their enrollment. That is insane. I think because some of them have such large endowments. You hear about this guy, Ken Griffin, this financier. You ever hear of him? No. Guy no. runs a 
hedge fund called Citadel. He just <laughs> he just donated three hundred million dollars to Harvard, and obviously for him that was a tax write off. Yeah, but yeah. three hundred million from one guy in one year. That's wild. Yeah, dude, their endowment is five hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So while they may not be able to fill in with everybody paying that tuition, granted they'll give out a lot of scholarships, and then maybe one of that kid will. One of those kids will cure cancer, get a rocket to the moon, and then boom, the, the cycle repeats. Harvard's the best school. Yeah, and yeah. And I think it keeps happening like that. I went to a public university. I went yep. to UConn. I played tennis there. I got great. I got recruited to go. Awesome. And just Dude, going, full scholarship. You're no, 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 no. They didn't have scholarships for the really? tennis team. Yeah. Oh wow. We, okay. We kept the GPA up. The yeah, the yeah. GPA. I could see that. So we yeah. went to UConn, and the reason I wanted to go there was because basketball team was sick. UConn's a good school. Uh, yeah. Right, but also the sports programs. Yeah. Totally. So my freshman year and my senior year, we won the national championship in basketball. Yes. So that was like a huge plus for the school. But I met so many more normal type of kids going to a public school. Yeah, of course. You know, like all the kids who are living in the surrounding areas of Connecticut, full scholarships. And while I could have gone to a BU or another private school, I just felt like I met so many more real type of people although no, I, I did gr i grew up i'll in be the, the city. I'll, maybe i'm not the first person to say this yeah don't go to bu you don't need to go to it's not necessary yeah just go to uconn is way better i think a lot of people should go to junior college go to junior college save a shit ton of money uh, bro just it's becoming more and more apparent that you could just watch a 10 minute youtube video you don't even and need learn to, yes. two years worth of information yes get a degree online like for my kids i'm like if you aren't sure yeah Enroll in Phoenix University. You don't think it's still taboo to say that your kids don't have to go to college, especially since you fucking went to a graduate program. Well, look, and look what I'm up to, man. I got. <laughs> but like, you have that perspective now because, because interest rates are so high. Rent is so goddamn high. Yes. You also went, your parents, you know, 30 years ago went through a completely different situation. Yes, yes. I, I would have a pretty hard time justifying it unless my kid uh, wants to be a doctor. You're a boy or a girl, by the way. So uh, backstory is uh, my wife is currently pregnant. Right, but you don't know if it's a boy or a girl. No idea yet. Okay, okay. We're, we're like we're almost nine months away, like eight months. Oh shit! Okay, so this is an interesting conversation. This is pretty wild. The whole thing is wild. We drove. <laughs> we drove here. We, we got married. Yeah, in the car. Almost. The way. <laughs> no, no, literally. In Vegas. No, no. So we got married in the Palisades in L.A. Uh, by a monk. Which is pretty awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Before you came over, I was drafting up some TikToks. One of the TikToks yeah. I drafted was I'm talking to a monk. Oh, shit. Really? That's hilarious. That's cool. So um, it's called the <laughs> Self-Realization Center. It's this yoga practice that, that she's into. And you can, the coolest thing about it to me is you can get married at this place. They have a bunch of them throughout LA. You can get married at this place if you make any donation you feel like. And they'll have a monk do it. They'll have a legal, they have a legal witness there for you. You don't need to have anybody there. It was just me, uh, Christina, a monk, um, a legal witness. And then like, for some reason, the groundskeeper was there. Now, does that still get registered with the state? Yeah, that's a legal wedding because it's a religious center. Um, and the groundskeeper took photos of us. They're great. He like took so many, he took like a hundred yeah, photos. Yeah, he did, dude. That's yeah, and they were great, good. Dude. They were really Loving good. in the Mexicans. And, Love it. and it's a, it was actually a white groundskeeper. I couldn't okay. believe it. Yeah, okay. no, 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 in LA, how could you not guess yeah, that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was just like a Scandinavian groundskeeper. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. There's like gardens that have been growing for like a hundred years almost. Oh it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and we paid $200 for it. We're legally married. We had a beautiful ceremony. And we pretty much immediately moved out of our apartment, hopped in the car, drove, started driving across the country. Yeah. She found out she was pregnant like a week before 
the uh, the ceremony. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have something on the way. It's uh, it's just one. We know that we had the ultrasound. It's not a, not twins. Thank God. Could you have found out right there? By the way, if it was a boy or girl? No. Or so yeah. in the initial one, you you don't find out. Are you going? Do you want to find out or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like. I would kind of like a little, to know. little reveal party, maybe. No, 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 the whole dramatic thing. We we had a two hundred dollar wedding. We're not doing yeah, much. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> so so unorthodox for, from how our parents grew up. Yes, you know what I mean. With everybody needs to go to college if you want to have a good life. Yes, doctor, lawyer. Yes, you need to go to college nowadays. As we were saying, you just watch something on YouTube. So what would you say to your child if they were like, I don't know I'm what not I sure. want to do. I don't want to go to college. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Pretend no, no. I'm your kid, bro. What are you, what are you naming me, <laughs> Benny Jr.? Yeah. yeah. Um, Dad, yeah, Benny, I want to go to college. Benny Jr., maybe Scarlett, uh, yeah. if you're a girl. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. If there's something you think you want to do, I would pursue it now. And it, at this point, I like uh, it would be a little tough not knowing you. I'm not, I don't know what you're interested in, et cetera. But if you have something that you're interested in that's like maybe not something that's taught in school, try that. Go do that immediately. Uh, if you are completely unsure, don't know what to do, Go take some junior college classes. It costs nothing. And see what see what fits, if you like it, if you don't. And if you do two years of that and you go to a public university, uh, me and your mom are going to pay almost nothing compared to... We're going to save a couple hundred thousand dollars. Junior college, I think, is still taboo because it makes you look so bad around your friends. Being like, oh, Ben's going to Vanderbilt. Nah, yeah, I'm going to fucking San Francisco Community College. Yes. Even though that's probably a good one. It's, no, SFCC is actually really, people got stabbed oh, there a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a rough one. That's a good call. <laughs> San Francisco is very nice. Lake Tahoe is great. It's uh, right, but it's not as good as New York. I don't know. No, I agree. Okay. Um, it's not as dense. Like I went to Chinatown in New York with, uh, with my wife yesterday. It's like, you know, one block of that almost is fish everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. But like, uh, square footage wise, you just can't fit that in San Francisco. It's so, a smaller city. But why is the square footage per rent then so damn high? Uh, you know tech. what I mean? Like it's tech. Okay. Cause I feel like tech this changed everything. Wouldn't you find that this apartment in maybe the same similar location in San Francisco would kind of be the same. Maybe the San Francisco apartment will be a little bit more or how has tech driven up the rent? I mean, it's like everybody who works for Google and Facebook who makes an exorbitant amount of money lives in the city in San Francisco. And and everything has, and it wasn't cheap to begin with. Neither was New York. It's always been reasonably expensive. But the rent uh, after like 2005 has, has gone up exponentially in San Francisco at a rate that I don't think New York's rent has. That's what it seems like to me. Would you blame... Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Uh, yeah, I would. He. Uh, the, the thing about a lot of these companies is these guys don't even mean to do what they're doing. He built that company by accident. Yeah, but he stole the. We stole like mad points from his partners. Yes, right? I think he. What he had to do that to to make the company what it well, is. Well, what ends up happening is these power hungry people yeah. are just shotgun approaching. They're just shoot, pissing in the wind and seeing like who, who knows what's going to work. Let's try everything. Try yeah. it. Try. And then finally they, they hit something and they go full speed ahead. Screw everybody. Full sociopath. I yeah. mean, that's what happened. Somebody compared Tom from MySpace to Mark Zuckerberg the other day, how Tom had an exit of, I don't know, I'll pop it up right here. Like he's living in Bali, traveling all over the place versus a guy like Mark Zuckerberg, a hundred mil, half the world 
hates him. 100 mil, excuse me. 100 bill and then half the world hates yes, him. Yes, yes. So it's it's kind of interesting what paths people take oh, on, on how they, you know, can keep their business going forward, but choose I mean, not to. It's easy for us to say, like, yes, why wouldn't At the you, moment. It goes to your head. You got people whispering. You're thinking about, like, generational wealth. You want, yeah, like... I think, like, he could have been, like, all right, let's cap it at 10 bill and figure out kind of the rest. If I was Zuckerberg. Absolutely. Well, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I don't need it. I'm maybe I'm so selfish that I'm not even thinking about like uh, seven generations of Hurwitzes later because that's what he's thinking about. He's like, we're gonna be like those guys in the deep south. Well, you don't think he's also probably thinking about the how he can shape humanity or help Absolutely. humanity. Guys like Elon Musk, because when you when you think about those two, they're different, right? You think about how they kind of interact. You think about Mark Zuckerberg being the evil face of how people can portray their message. When you yeah. think about Elon, you're like, all right, are we going to have life on Mars? <laughs> they both kind of have the same mindset, though. They want to change the future. Well, all these guys, I mean, that's like the San Francisco cliche, want to change the world. Oh, yeah. Everybody from the most successful people to like people who actually have like not done anything and just lied their entire uh, adult career lives. They're all just saying they want to change the world. Every everybody's constantly like, remember Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos? Yeah, that, that chick. 12 years. right? She said jail. change. The, I mean, if you're playing the drinking game of change the world, you're, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's dangerous. These people say it so often. And Jeff Bezos is very similar. He's a Seattle guy, but it's really a similar culture. Um, yeah, and that, that's all that it is. When it comes to the, like, eg, like exorbitant rents in San Francisco, it's purely tech. What's been the best part about San Francisco and why are you moving? Is it purely comedy? Um, well, see, I was living in L.A. I'm from yes, San, Francisco. San Francisco to L.A. It's comedy, man. Like, I went down to L.A. because for geography purposes. It was closer. It made sense. Let's see if I really like doing this. Let's give it a shot. Um, I knew that New York was the better place to be. I was thinking about it the whole time. I got down to LA and I was like, these people are all stupid, vapid, you know, plastic surgery. Um, really like thinking about fame before anything else. Like how do I cut corners? And being in New York for uh, only 10 days, and I was here in the, in the fall too a little bit. People don't think that way here. It's pretty much, it's actually kind of the opposite from my experience. It's like, uh, I want to get as good at this as possible. So I'm going to get in line and work hard at it. You feel New York? Is New York like? is absolutely like that. LA is like, how do I, how do I cut? How do I Shit, diagonal? Man, that's so fucked. yeah. Keep it going. Keep how do I going. get there as fast as humanly possible? Uh -huh. Who and do I need to know? Who do I need to meet? Who and who will die in my wake? Like, I do not give a shit what happens to anyone around me. I just got to get there. If you hang out at shows in LA, uh, if you're not, if you're not like at a higher rung than whoever's at the show, it will not be a good time. Like if you're, if, if the other people there are doing better than you, they won't even talk to you. That's my experience. Everyone's just trying to talk to someone who's slightly above them. And in, uh, again, limited experience in New York, but I've done a bunch of shows at uh, Broadway and Greenwich mostly. Um, everybody's talking to everybody. And I think in New York, when you go into the stand-up clubs, like most people are fully focused. Laser on, focused. Yeah, on the stand-up comedy. No, it's funny. Like it, it, you talk to people in LA, everyone has a pilot that they're trying to write. <laughs> Everybody. And I don't think that's even on people's minds here, which is really refreshing. And much less, I mean, that's actually, that takes some effort and some time sitting down at a computer. Most people don't have the attention span to do that. They'd like to, but they don't. They're acting though. They're doing commercial auditions. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But like being in an Indeed commercial doesn't make you better at stand. It's a fact that you're. Uh, there's no correlation between success in something like that and stand up. It just means you look the way they wanted you to. You're not even really doing anything. They were just looking for a Jewish looking, uh, you know, Jew nerd. You can also do so many, <laughs> so many different things in New York in a given day. I talk about this all the time about how on no planet could you do three shows in LA in a night. It's very, very, very hard. difficult. You're driving. You'd to, yes. You'd have to plan it out very well. You're driving a lot. And, yeah. And, and that's why people get good here. It's, uh, it's just sheer volume. And, and also focus. If you're focused on one thing and you're doing a ton of it at once, of course you're going to get good. Or at least the likelihood of getting good goes up a lot. How's your podcast been going? Good. I like the podcast. Uh, I've had, you know, my producer who I work with in LA, um, he, uh, he told me that he thinks that the cheat code, and this is very LA, but, uh, but I went with it. <laughs> the, cheat, the cheat code for podcasting is to have porn stars on. So I've had a, a handful on. That's it, crazy. They're still coming out. Okay. Uh, and that's super LA. You're not gonna how did you meet them, though? You're not going to run into porn DM? stars. They're, yeah, yeah. New York you would, it would rare. blow your mind how easy it is to get to porn stars. Because they want to... Be, in LA. In LA. Not here. In LA. Maybe in Miami, too. Parts of Florida. Okay. And they probably visit. You probably could hit them up and get them on. Actually, yeah. after I'll give that's you some thought. context. They're, okay, cool. I have yeah. some Florida people who I know who actually would probably be up here and want to do podcasts. All right. Um... The reason it's the cheat code is people search porn stars' names just recklessly. They're like, they're on OnlyFans. They're on YouTube. They're on Pornhub. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to put the episodes up on Pornhub, too. I'm just going to see what happens. No porn. But let's just see. I mean, if Riley Nixon's name is attached to it and it's on Pornhub, someone will search it and find Definitely. it. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the rationale. The rationale is if this porn star's name is anywhere... Someone in the world, if not many people, are clicking on it. Talking about that cheat code also, I think it works with comics. You know, like having a guest, Ben Hurwitz, when somebody pop, when somebody searches your name, it'll pop no, no, up. No. It's exactly the same thing. But what is being searched the most online? Porn. porn. Of course. Porn, yes. Just porn in general. Mm -hmm. I was reading, um, you know, David Foster Wallace. You ever read Infinite Jest? You're aware of him? This David dude Foster. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. He's a great writer, though. Um they made a movie out of it. Uh, he actually did a little write-up years ago comparing um, the porn awards to the Academy Awards, which is kind of funny. Just a funny juxtaposition. Because um, the Academy Awards takes themselves so seriously. Like, this is the, we're doing a God's work here. We're changing people's lives. Um, and it turns out that porn makes like an extra billion dollars a year by comparison uh, compared to film. And they make, and they have no pretension. Not, they're like, we're just having a good time. We don't Porn get, stars don't really make that much money though. Well, the f women can, they can make a lot. Men s struggle to, to make a lot of money, I think. Do you know any male porn stars? No, I, I, so well, face really isn't it. Uh, I mean, a few bros, but like. I, like I could recognize sins. people. Oh, I thought you meant like people. No, or on your podcast. No, no, I've never had uh, anybody on. I'm, yeah, I know Johnny Sins. I know that yeah, name. Yeah, everyone knows Johnny people. Right. Actually, and the uh, other irony of all this is um, I did have some porn stars on just to see what would happen algorithmically. And actually, I had a lot of time. Uh, I had a good time t chatting with them. They're fun. Uh, some of them are hilarious without even trying. Um, there's this young girl fr from Florida who's, she's like 
God, I hope she's 21. I actually don't know. Uh, <laughs> I worry about that sometimes too, dude. But I'm no, like, but she was, she was hysterical. She but was she's so cool great. with it, like no trauma, anything like that. You know, the ones who I talked to, it seemed, if you're that young, I don't know. I don't know if you've even processed whatever sort of trauma there is, if there is trauma. Uh, a lot of them seem like they're doing okay. Like they've, they've seen some shit, but a lot of people have seen some weird shit. Um, but you just figure that their kind of shit that they've seen is just dirty. There's some weird worse, stuff. Bro. It's what it sounds like to me is the initial stages. It's it's like stand up, but the porn version of stand up. So maybe a little more uh, like the the negatives hit you a little harder, probably. Um, but you have bad shows. You go to weird neighborhoods. Dude, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like you do open mics. You kind of you like. You're like, uh, the only show I can get on is this Uptown show, and I don't really know how to do stand-up. And I go up in front of this crowd, and they booed me off stage. People, I think, sometimes will refer to porn stars as not wanting to do what they're doing. As opposed the, to comics, are, you see that guy doing it, he loves what he's doing. Yes. Is that, could that be the same thing as porn stars from what you've spoken with about them so the they love what they're doing based just uh exclusively based on the conversations i've had mm -hmm. with them and how many have you had uh three three hour-long conversations with people who do porn uh and they all in their 20s uh yes and they they do only fans too most of them um that's where you can make money and that's where i think i can way more so understand what they're doing yeah well honestly a lot of them like they're like yeah you know the Craigslist, I responded to some Craigslist ad at first, and that was kind of weird. Nothing bad happened, but it was like a little, you know, lo-fi. You know, it was kind of like a, it was honestly like a setup like this, where you walk into somebody's apartment, and they're like, all right, let's do it right now. <laughs> let's go right now. That's weird. That's got to be uncomfortable and a little weird. Uh, and they acknowledge that. But then when it gets more professional, it's better and better and you're doing testing in advance and, and you know sketchy. people, a lot of them are these days actually from what I heard and I'm, I'm not uh, trying to like defend porn. I think there's a lot of downsides. Well, I think there's I've also never talking about porn on this. So I love, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, give it to I us. think there's a lot of downsides to watching porn. I know a lot less about doing porn than I do about watching <laughs> porn. <laughs> uh, just, just neurologically, it's not great for you. You're, you're over. It's like living on TikTok or something, but it's, literal it's like tick, high stakes TikTok because the the dopamine rush and the uh the flood of neurotransmitters that you get from watching other people have sex on camera that's not supposed to happen you're not supposed to see that if you saw that and if you saw that amount of sex if you could see like seven people have sex in five minutes in real life that would hurt you that would like have a negative effect on your brain you would feel weird afterwards and the, and we've habituated to that online. Like we're we think it's totally normal. Now, have did they explain this in some way? No, where, I didn't talk about this. I should have. Right. I, I was just also like, how do you get back into real relationships now? While <laughs> uh, now while some partners don't mind, how do you make a difference in what's on camera, what's real talk, what's not? The, just, that's interesting. You know, an interesting thing is like uh, at least one of them. She told me she's always been in a relationship. It's just not monogamous. It's like a different, there's a different umbrella over it. So she's all, the entire time she's done porn, she's been with someone who uh, is open to letting her be with other people. So she's been in polygamous relationships the entire time. Which, which I don't, I don't totally get it. Yeah, I don't know dude, if I, like that dynamic. What if it was like, this guy was weird on set today. Like, does that boyfriend not get 
annoyed at that situation because if that happened you know at the academy awards or you talk about yes. julia roberts yes. or something it's just like weird now you're gonna go kill him what are you gonna go right. beat him up go yell at him absolutely right i like uh I don't know if they're more open-minded or if they're just like yeah. in denial. I, I don't know which one it is. I think it's becoming more socially acceptable to do porn these days yes. as as much as it's not socially acceptable. But you see like girls like Lana Rhodes, Sky Bree. Now yeah. they have full YouTube kind of careers. A lot of them do a lot of podcasting, things uh, yes, like that. Yeah. Interviews. Uh, and they do OnlyFans. And some of them don't even need to do it. And also there's more, what I was going to say earlier is there's more female run uh, productions based on what I've heard. And that in general is a little safer way in my opinion. Yeah. Way just seems safer. like it is. Yes. I don't know for a fact. Seems, yes. You're totally right. Seems, seems way. way safer. Yeah. And yeah. I would honestly feel as a man, I would feel more comfortable watching the, that type, those types. Even of if it's uh man on woman, if Angela white is directing it, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I feel better about that. As opposed to some, the stereotypical, like, sweaty, greasy guy with oh, a mustache. like, back of the cab. Chain smoking. Shit, like, There's yeah. a lot of that. The, the thing is, like, I I actually have not watched porn really at all over the course of a few years. Let's fucking go. I would say. Yeah, and it feels better. I just feel better in a lot of ways. But, but you're but, also married to the devil's advocates out there. Uh, I, yeah, I'm married. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you've been with, you've been with your girlfriend for a while. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe that would help not watching porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. Th I would guess that a lot of married men are probably watching a lot of that's porn because <laughs> they're bored. Uh, yeah. uh, I think there's like a, there's a give and a take. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's but, when you're in a monogamous relationship, you are certainly having sex with someone. You're not lo you're not as lonely. But uh, if you're with someone for a decade, you probably want to spice it up somehow. Yeah. And How if you can we spice it up, babe. Yeah, let's watch some porn. <laughs> or or you're just like. I can't, you know, everybody breaks down at some point and they're like, I'm bored of this. I need, I just need to see something. I need to see something else. I get that. Um, I just don't think that like full penetration porn is so like after not watching it for years, just like, Hey, I'm going to uh, look on Pornhub and just see what happens when I watch, like I'm going to, as an experiment, what do I feel like when I watch this? It's like a fucking beheading video or something. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It like feels I'm like this. This feels uh, like an overload. This what feels was the longest period of time where you were like, oh, "Holy shit, this is an overload." Easily years. Like, uh, you know, so let's say I didn't watch it for 18 months, and then you take a look. You're like, "This is too much." There's too much shit happening. I'm not even turned on. This is like wild. It's almost like scary. And then you can habituate again if you watch enough of it. But I, I had this feeling where where I didn't watch it for a very long time. I at this point. I would say I've watched porn like five times in five years Whoa! or something like Good that. For you, bro. Some, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but something along those lines. Uh, and, and it feels fucking weird. I can't watch it now. I, I certainly could not jerk off to it because it's just too much. What was Does that make the, sense? Yes. What were yeah. some of the weirder stories? Well, just because you don't do it. Well, yeah, but you, you can get into the I habit very easily when you when you when you uh, allow your baseline. Say if your baseline is I watch it every day yeah. or I watch it a few times a week, it just becomes normal. Mm -hmm. Like anything, eat McDonald's every day. That's normal. If you don't do it for five years, you're going to be like, oh, I can't digest this. This feels like sh I feel sluggish. I feel like shit. There's a porn version of that where you're like, this is too much. I don't feel good. It, it, like if a coke addict didn't do coke for five years and then did a shit ton of coke. He'd be like, he's like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. It's an addiction. I feel awful. 
it, I, yeah, it it has addictive properties, yes, and yes, and yes, the yes. and the effect in your brain ends up being not a hundred percent the same, but similar to some other addictions. You're right. I didn't even think about that. That's it. Because and and it's a passive addiction on our part. It's like you know the way people drink in Ireland. I mean, that's a stereotype, but it's kind of accurate. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, they they go to the pint they go get a pint at the pub like every day. If you don't do that for years, that pint is going to hit you pretty fucking hard. It would make you sick. It would probably make exactly. So not only like you might think, oh, I'm going to get like uh you know the kind of person who likes to drink is going to be like I'm going to get so fucked up when I go back. No, you're going to like vomit. You're not going to have a good time. You're going to vomit. And there's a there's that's very interesting that you say that. So there's essentially a vomit. Uh, there's a quotient where you basically vomit from porn or you could, <laughs> you know, if you take enough of a break and come back to it, there, there's the, whatever the porn version of nausea and discomfort is, you kind of get that. That's my experience. And I bet you probably get that same way if you're a porn star and you don't do porn for X amount of months or probably year, kind of feel the same way. I bet if they took a long break, they'd be like, whoa, this is wild. What was one of the weirder topics you discussed with the porn star <sighs> to preview of, your pod, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with most of them, uh, I don't want to get into anything too deep and dark because I don't want to like, most of them don't want to go there. They're in the they're in their early stages of their career. Yeah, and also like you and I don't want to talk about our darkest moments in life, really. Unless yeah. somebody pries it out of us and we're ready to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean like, it. Like I think as comics, we'd probably be more likely to, to get there quickly. Yeah, for the bit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to get to a bit, or just because we're like more open. Porn stars, they don't talk for a living. They have sex for a living. I had one, one girl came in, she was like, I would be, she's like, I'm nervous to do this. I would be so much more comfortable just to fuck right now. <laughs> she said that. And I don't think it had anything to do with me. I think she's just like, fucking is, you're talking, you know how you like talking? I like fucking. That's what I do. Even if you were fucking disgusting ass I dude. I, I have like, no idea. I have no Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well, when she said she'd be more comfortable fucking, it was because you're kind of, you're a good looking guy. No homo, bro. I don't, I don't think it had much to do with me. Even though when I saw you, I like, clicked on your pod for a second. You're like, if you guys have stuck with me through all these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, same goes for no, you guys funny. at home. Same goes I for opened, you guys. Yeah, I opened with that. <laughs> I remember that episode. Uh... <laughs> uh i i think sure maybe she's like maybe she was sort of implying like hey maybe uh that's funny that i bring this up because i am interested in you sexually but i think she basically was like i am very comfortable having human intercourse and i am way less comfortable having an hour-long conversation especially on camera people get nervous people have uh Stage fright, fear of public speaking. Comics, if you do it frequently enough, that that does completely go away. We have other stuff. Maybe you're not 100% on and you're like, fuck, I'm not myself right now. But you're not like terrified to do it. You do it all the time. These girls have sex all the time. Did any of them say that, say that they were passionate about filming sex scenes on camera? <sighs> yeah, I mean, what ends up happening is the successful ones, I'm thinking of one particular. Um, and how much money is she making when you say successful? Being I, I think eat, she, she like, being sorry to me to interrupt, but being a comic, if we can eat, we're yeah, for the most part successful. No, she's starving. Uh, no, she's <laughs> 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 for dick. All right, dude. Jesus. No, she, <laughs> she, uh, she's making hundreds of thousands of dollars easily. What a week we talking? I like a year. My, my guess is she's like, if she's not having an amazing year, she's making like three hundred k. 
And if she's doing really well, maybe she's breaking a million. I, I don't know. I have no idea. With those OnlyFans, you could really get up there. OnlyFans, you can get up there. And she was she was doing like Brazzers shoots and big, big uh, stu stuff with big companies. For those of you who don't know what Brazzers is, it's a subscription model of porn. Yes. And people say, why the shit do you pay for porn with all these free websites? Well, to help girls like this. Yeah. People, and people do. A lot of people do. Um, she was a big, she was a very big porn star. And then she kind of pulled back and only does OnlyFans now. And now she's starting her own production company. What I was going to say is, a lot of women, uh, when they're doing really well, they have their own company. Again, it's like sort of a Hollywood thing. And they decide who they want to shoot yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx has his own production that was company. like a Bella Danger I heard on the Full Send podcast the other day. She yeah. talks about how she wants to, sure, she schedules dates with like, all right, I want this guy on this month. I want this other guy here on Wednesday. You can kind of finesse if you've gotten to that point. Yes, exactly. You can... It's like in stand-up, you can like tell the tell the venue when you're coming. They'll be thrilled to have you. You're going to sell every ticket. You get to that point in porn, and you have your own production company. You can direct. You can shoot when you feel like it. You can do whatever you want. One of these girls is kind of doing that. So she seems pretty happy. But she also did probably see some weird shit at some point. Maybe she seems fine. Maybe she has a higher tolerance for that. Yeah. Than some people. Which is probably true, bro. Yeah. If you think about all the comics that have made it huge. Yeah. They had so many moments where they're like, I'm quitting. This, this is, is awful. I can't handle Fuck. this. Dude, that's terrible. I think there's think a porn, there's a porn version of that. There's probably a lot of very unsuccessful, like two time, three time Whoa, porn that's stars. That's gotta be the worst. You do it that's three brutal. times and now what your neighbors now can just see you naked, your parents, it's just the whole fucking night. Yes. Now they have aliases, but someone's gonna find you. It's inevitable. Yes. Actually, when I was uh, speaking of Vanderbilt, when I was at, <laughs> when I was at Vanderbilt, yeah. there was a girl who was like a pretty big time porn star. And oh, tell me, was she was attending probably, school. She was like paying her school tuition doing, through That's the That's my guess. She's paying tuition uh, with it. And the, weird, the, the thing that's not, that's like unsettling is that I knew people looked at her a different way. Everyone had seen it. Like the rumor spreads and then everybody's seen the porn. But I feel like getting into porn, you have to know that You're that's going to happen. But being on a college campus is a little different. Like if you have a house in Los Angeles, you can deal with who you want to deal with. You're on a college campus with 7,000 kids, undergrad. Uh, there are a lot of like weird frat guys who are like, oh, you know, look at her, you know, and, and maybe not even verbally, but I think you kind of feel that coming at you like, that people are paying attention to you because they've seen you on a website. That's not great. I, I don't think that's the right way to do it. But also, she had free, hey. Free college. Free college. <laughs> Damn, dude, this yeah. tangent of porn has been great, dude. It's, porn is, it's darker uh, than the conversations I had with those porn stars. I think it is, there's a darker conversation to be had that I didn't have. I don't know a whole lot. I don't want to talk too much out of school. Most of the, the girls I talked to seemed like they were doing really well. The OnlyFans girls seem like they have no issues. Yeah, I think that's a great way for someone to, if they want to get involved with, I don't want to say selling your body, but <laughs> making money off well, of your uh, likeness and yeah. image physically. I think they, still, they call it sex work. Yeah. So if you want to make money off sex work, yeah. start on OnlyFans. See if you like it. Yes. Do solo shit. Maybe get your boyfriend's wiener in there. Yeah. But... It's just like there was a 30 year period where porn was weird. As soon as it came out to well, when did porn really start with like video Good question porn in the 1960s? Yeah, like late 60s. I'd I say think. so probably yeah. like 35 to 40 years where it was just fucking weird. It was just like <laughs> that was our trial period, bro. Like the it, girls who killed themselves, like the August yeah, Ames, the yeah. Shia Styles. Yes, that was really common. 
Um, it's happened a lot, actually. And that's, yeah, that in and of itself should tell you something. If that's happened that frequently, you know something. I feel like this episode's really upsetting you, but that's all right. No, dude. I mean, we're getting the, we're getting the freaking... It's uh, interesting the stuff. Juice, man. I think Definitely, it is. Bro. Yeah. I think it is, too. It's just something you don't really think about on a daily basis, no. you know? And, and, and the, crazy, the craziest part of this is it's part of most people's lives. Porn is like... like I think the, like coffee and porn pretty much ties us all together. Like everybody wakes up in the morning and it's like, coffee. and then they come up one night and they're like, time it's for like, porn. Yeah, someone's bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We run like, on the bathroom. It's inextricably linked to human existence now. We're not fucking talking about that. It's so, it makes more money. Like who, who didn't talk about a movie they saw this year? Almost no one is having long conversations about porn. I heard the guy who created OnlyFans is making a million dollars a day cash flow. Doesn't surprise me at all. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's making great money. You know, they're, they're trying to branch out to comedy too. One of the, one of the girls told me, she's like, you got to start an OnlyFans page and just put up only comedy. If it's blue comedy, that's even better. What, what's blue comedy? Oh, uh, like blue dirty, color? like dirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're like, if you're talking about, uh, if you have a joke where you say jizz seven times, like they'd, they'd appreciate that. Uh, relative to great, and so another another social media platform we all get a job on. Yeah, <laughs> well, and it's a different one too because it's not. I don't think it's a great one. There's no discover page. Like everyone's advertising themselves and then pushing you to OnlyFans. You can't search like, oh, I want to see like some comedy. They, they might change it. Yeah, they might. But at the moment, it's not really algorithmic at all. I don't think. Um, but she was like, if you get in early, they they will help fund things. She's like, I'm talking to them about sending me out to Edinburgh, like they'll pay for the whole thing and she'll go to the Fringe Festival. She's a comic who also does OnlyFans, uh -huh. this girl. And she's a pretty intelligent business person. Yeah, there's a few. OnlyFans has made sex work a little bit less taboo. I know I keep saying that word, but I think it's become more acceptable. Oh yeah, well, it's more universal too. Yeah, it's like right, comedy right. now. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody does it. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty wild. How many people have pages? Yeah, OnlyFans is fascinating. I, uh, I didn't. I like barely scratched the surface with OnlyFans. I was talking to a little more with conventional porn stars who like happen to have OnlyFans, and then this one girl who is a comic who has an OnlyFans. But the money must have been so much better for OnlyFans than a one day five thousand dollar porn shoot, right? How, what kind of money were these porn stars making, or are they making? I wish I'd gone into like actual numbers. I yeah. do think some of them, some of the female ones who are successful, they'll have. It, again, it ends up being like stand-up. They might have a $50,000 day. Like, I, I don't know how exactly how it shakes out, Holy but it's a, it, I think it's a lot of cash. Well, I think in a browser situation, yes, yes I yes. can understand that. That's what I'm talking about. But if it's free. The lower level stuff? Never know. Like homemade, whatever the fuck? Yeah, yeah that's not going to be great. But if you do something with a big company, yeah, they, they make good money. Uh, and, and they have porn agents, too. That's funny. That's Just it. like stand-up well, agents. Yeah, that's what Abella Danger was talking about in the yeah. whole set. And she was talking about like her agent wanted her to do all these different scenes. And they're exactly what you're picturing. It's a sweaty agent. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just talking about porn. You, you, <laughs> you, uh, you watch this new show, Jury Duty, on Amazon Prime. I just finished it I, the other day to talk know, about it. I really, I really want to see it. I watched an interview or listened to an interview with um, 
Who's the actor? Madsen? The James guy? Madsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I had no idea he was in so many of these movies until he was like jokingly talking about how he's this big movie star and he was in all these movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very funny, man. Yeah. I, uh, Great show. I'd recommend it to everyone, by the way. I really want to see it. Should. His role sounds really funny. So the whole funny. thing it, sounds like a good it's idea. It's incredible. Pretty and close it, to an A, I'd give it. The idea is that there's one guy who doesn't know they're filming, right? And then everybody else is in on it. They're all actors pretending that they're uh, on a jury. Yeah. For a trial. Yeah. I mean, that sounds amazing. It's wild, dude. I really want to see it. No, you just reminded me. It's on, what is that, on Freezy? Yeah, but I think it's an Amazon Prime. You can get it owned. on Amazon. Yeah. That's oh, why great. I watch it. My okay. ex-girlfriend's Amazon Prime. I still have the nice. password. There you go. Good for you. Because I don't remember my password. I have a full bit on that that I almost just went into. But we'll save that <laughs> for tonight. Ben. Dude, thank you so much for coming oh, on the pod. Thanks and for having got, me. Yeah, dude, we've got uh, the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight, which you will be on. But yes. before we get out of here, please, we're going to pop up your Instagram and wherever you uh, want us to follow you. Let us know. Uh, just really Ben Hurwitz on all platforms. And anything exciting coming up for you, bro. Besides the fact that you just fucking moved to New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm doing shows around town. I mean... Otherwise, I I think I'm gonna be opening for uh, Maddie Chimbor the DC Comedy Loft or whatever it's called down there. Improv maybe. There's, nah, a, there's a loft too. I think. I think it's the loft. Yeah, yeah, the loft. Uh, sometime in June. That's like the only date that I can think of right now. Otherwise, I post things on social media. I'll be in New York. Thank you for having me, man. Ben, thank I you so much it. for coming on. This is a freaking amazing episode. Great you guys you. really did learn a lot. Look, and we just met each other. You guys can do this too. Don't be shy to go on a date <laughs> with a girl and pick her brain. All right, guys? Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. How did we even get into porn? I can't believe that we got that. Well, the podcast, <laughs> and I think talking about strip, strippers, like it all leads to that. Yeah. The strippers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strippers, yeah. The thesis. Yeah. Beautiful. No, that was fun, man. Uh, I like the setup. This is cool. <laughs> Very cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, bro.